and she goes so uh this is my uh friend's house and i'm like so this is not your place <laughs> what are we doing here you know and, but whatever so uh <laughs> Uh, we got there. She started getting ready and everything, and so we got in, went into the went into the rooms, and uh, we were gonna take pictures in the bed, you know, kind of like you know, whatever. And so the dad comes in. Uh, he's like, "Give me a second. So he grabs this like large. I think it was like a revolver, out of the <gasps> uh, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh my god!" Okay, he grabbed. So he's like, "Let me take this out of the way." So he grabbed it, uh, you know, from his uh, pillow, and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> Life is a trip. No matter where you've been or where you're going, you might have more in common with someone on the other side of the world than you think. Let's go. What's up, everybody? It's your host, Gio, and this week's episode, I guess a lot of the the topics of the next coming episodes are going to be surrounding COVID since a lot of Americans especially are dealing with that right now. And yeah, so we're just going to talk about how to stay creative during quarantine and what better person to speak to than Frank Marsad. So Frank is actually an incredible photographer. Um, We connected on Instagram and he has his own podcast, which I'll have linked in the show notes as well. It's in Spanish. So if you speak Spanish, please feel free to check that out. Um, And yeah, it was just super cool to speak to him about his experiences as a photographer and also to connect over our experiences as feeling like growing up with mixed identities, being American and of Latinx descent, so especially over being Mexican-Americans. It was pretty cool to dive into that, and yeah, it's just a really interesting episode, so I hope you guys enjoy it. I know it's been a while, and we're definitely back to like the regularly scheduled episodes, I guess you could say. I had quite a few recorded, but again, as I mentioned in the last episode, I wanted to kind of wait for the right time to dive into this, and I've had a lot of other things also going on at the same time that have delayed this, but I'm really excited to share with you guys all the recorded episodes I've had. Um, This particular one was back in April, but it's definitely still very relevant as things have gotten a bit crazier again in the U.S., Um, so I hope everyone is staying safe out there and, you know, wearing your masks. Um, But yeah, super excited to share this one with you guys. I hope you enjoy it. And as usual, feel free to connect with me. Leave me any feedback you want via lifeisatrippodcast at gmail.com or our Instagram, which is at lifesatrippodcast. And yeah, thank you guys so much. Enjoy the episode. Everybody. Welcome back to Life's a Trip podcast. It's your host, Gio, and I'm here with Frank. Uh, hello, people. Uh, my name is Frank. Well, it's actually, you know, Francisco, but everyone here calls me Frank, so I'm, I, you know, stick with it. Um, uh, I, you know, lived here in the U.S. for about seven, no, probably like eight, ten years or something like that. I can't even remember anymore. <laughs> uh, so right now, um, you know, since all this uh, mess that is going on right now, um, I'm doing construction. Uh, which it doesn't really affect my job much but you know some people it's really afraid of what's going on out there so they don't really give us a lot of job because of this situation but um, yeah yeah, I've been doing that for a while now you know Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a Mexican thing (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, I can relate being also half Mexican and having mm. my Latino family over there. It's really rough for a lot of us out there. And, and yeah, mm. especially with the quarantine. So are you um, originally from the U.S., but growing up in Mexico, I think you mentioned? Uh, yes, uh, I was okay. born here and then uh, on 1982, you know. Uh, and then my parents <laughs> took me back, back to Mexico when I was about uh, three years old or something like that. So I lived there in Mexico most of my life, pretty much. So, um, as you you know, um, I speak, you know, fluent Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I, I'm i okay here, you know, right now. But at the beginning, I was really uncomfortable with the, um, uh, meaning the, I wasn't used to the, the people here, you know, like how everything is so organized. And, you know, you've been to Mexico, how everything there is yeah. like fast paced and crazy. <laughs> Definitely. Here, especially here in San Diego, or maybe in the the area that I live in, it's uh, Poway. It's a really quiet area. So, with like I don't know, like a robbery happens, you know, everyone everyone makes a big deal out of it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but I like it. I mean, I'm 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 used to it now. Yeah, and I mean. It can be, I guess, difficult too, having your identity being sort of mixed. You know, I, I've, I've mm-hmm. discussed that as well um, in, in some of my research with my master's in communications. Like I, I talked about this with the Girl Scouts of Orange County, actually, with um, okay. the differences in identity of people who are, you know, with Latin American descent and living in the U.S. Because especially oh. in California, like it can be very friendly because there are so many Latinos there, but it's also mm-hmm. like really different and kind of difficult to navigate because of a lot of stereotypes you know I'm curious like yeah. what your experience has been with that if any um maybe well I remember when I uh first came here I think it was like like I told you like 18 years old so mm-hmm. I had to go back to high school so my man uh, I was thinking that I was you know as soon as I get here I was just gonna go straight up to college and I was like picturing this uh, thing in my head that were, which was you know like big picture in the movies, you know, like all these crazy parties and stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> For sure. So that was, you know, the first, I was like, uh, all right, yeah, where's, where am I going to be living at, you know? Am I going to stay in campus or something like that? And they were like, no, well, you ha- you have to afford to live here or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, uh, I wasn't able to afford any of that, so I have to go to commu- community college. But Mm-hmm. Um, then I have to get my, you know, my diploma uh, in high school. So I have to, you know, take a year in high school so I, ha- I can graduate. So then I went to uh, college for two years. But then I was like, you know, I'm tired of this. Like, school is not really a thing for me. So I was like, yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, uh, I don't know. It's just difficult to, uh, to adapt, you know, because I came uh, from a life where I was used to, you know, go out every day pretty much and, you know, just talk to people in the streets and when I got here like um I I got into like a really bad depression because I didn't really uh I couldn't go out that much you know because you mm-hmm. have to drive everywhere you know yeah, pretty much. exactly <laughs> so that's the thing so, and I, I wasn't able to drive because first of all I, I didn't know how to drive and then um you know my dad was working all day so I barely mm-hmm. see him so I wasn't and you know inside my house for like most of the day and then but yeah, I think that was more like a cultural uh, shocking, you know. Uh, yeah, for just, sure. To get adapt to all this um, more like society, I guess I would say mm-hmm. it was yeah. hard. It was just hard. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I mean, you lived here your entire life in the U.S. Yeah, your entire exactly. life, right? 
Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, it. I was born and raised there in in Southern California, and but I did notice, like, I guess my experience was more like my parents both being Latinos. Like, even though my dad was a lot like you, like born mm-hmm. in the U.S., but actually he was raised in Chile. Um, he came back, you know, with an accent, like completely not seeming like an American stereotypical mm-hmm. type of person, yeah. and you know, like white, but. Then, you know, later on, he acclimated a bit more. And yeah, I guess now he's he's doing better. But at the same time, it was just never like that typical American childhood that I would see in the movies, mm-hmm. kind of like what you mentioned. Yeah. So it's so <laughs> yeah. funny because I can't really identify with my country at all, like in a lot of ways, even though there are some things I like about the U.S. Mm-hmm. It's like most of my identity lies in Mexico and also in Chile with my family mm-hmm. that's over there. And, you know, we have so much, so many people and <laughs> a huge family. So all of that like comes from really the flavor that we bring with our family Mm. and if they're not from the U.S. originally it's going to be a little bit different but I guess Mm. that's what makes it a cool place to live I mean a little bit mixed here and there yeah you're right because uh even I mean I'm glad that I came here to you know San Diego because we have a lot of a Mexican culture here you know yeah we have uh, a lot of that here and and I've heard, yeah, you know, from like in if you go to I don't know Michigan or whatever, there's like none of that, or if there is, it's just like a small group of that, you know. And, yeah, for sure. Uh, here in San Diego, I, I mean, uh, you probably know we have like the best Mexican food. I mean, it, it's like really close to what we actually yeah. have in Mexico. Oh, That's yeah. a good thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. That's what yeah, I miss. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how's the situation, you know, with that in Germany? How do you yeah. like? get your groceries you know like Valentina and all that (laughs) no no that's they have that online sometimes but honestly it's like uh for a tiny bottle of um Cholula like that's all they have actually for like a hot sauce and and it's like Cholula and it's a tiny bottle and it's like five euros just for a tiny bottle of that and I think that's so much yeah because over there it's like two bucks and you get like Mm -hmm. a big one 1.99 yeah and if you cross the border it's even cheaper you know exactly and that's why you can almost even get it for free basically so it's it's been tough for me yeah I mean that was the hardest thing coming here and not really having Mexican food because I grew up with my mom always cooking and and just always having access to that in SoCal like just I was addicted all the time to having my tacos and like things like that so yeah it's it's been hard adjusting I even have to like basically take tortillas with me in my suitcase every time I go home because they only have like flour tortillas here so yeah I'm not really a fan of that I mean burritos yeah but it's not really like you can't really eat a a taco with like a flour tortilla it's kind of weird it's not right no (laughs) exactly something's not right and then all the the food in Germany is like Tex-Mex which is really funny because I'm like what's that like they they call it Mexican and it's like with like burritos like or tacos with a bunch of cheese and cream and it's sure. kind of weird because it's not like the traditional you know carne asada or whatever you're looking for in a taco you know mm. so it's just it's funny but I mean there isn't like there it's not like there's no Mexican food here there, mm. there are some good options especially where I live in the south of Germany now but I think it's just it can be really hard to, <laughs> to find like do- exactly what you want you know yeah it doesn't really compare you know because no. uh, I still, you know, looking for that, like, I don't know if it's seasoning or whatever. I don't know how, I mean, the food here is good, but I feel like, feel like I'm missing something, you know, in the food. Like that touch yeah. with, you know, of the lady who's making, you know, the, uh, I don't know, whatever, quesadillas or whatever in front of you. Or, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. That, um, yeah. Uh, it's just hard to explain, you know, the, the transition and, and everything, but. 
I feel I, I feel like it's more interesting than your situation, you know, to adapt to like a because I feel like it's like a whole different culture. Yeah, interesting uh, is yeah. a nice word to use. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it can be hard too. It's been like sad sometimes. I mean, especially when you have you know you're so close probably to your family as well. Being Latino, it's it's really hard being a without friends and family especially without my mom like it's just it can be really tough and like you said like you get depression you get mm. I get anxiety a lot of the time even to just go yeah. outside because yeah. like <laughs> it's hard to talk to people that I mean was was there a language uh, barrier for you at all or did you already speak English and you yeah. came okay, a little so bit yeah mm -hmm. that, that's another obstacle mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah for you it's like learning like a whole new language yeah you already know you have Spanish but and English and sometimes it works, but not really, because you have to adapt to like the new language that you have. That, you know, because you're gonna live there. I don't know for how long are you gonna live there, but you have to learn that language if you wanna stay there. Yeah, I've mm -hmm. been working on learning it, and and it's definitely a big part of like trying to acclimate and and get like integrated into the the new culture and society here. Is learning the language, but people at least are like what I can tell anyone listening is that normally. I think with most languages even, um, I've noticed that people appreciate it when you try more than when you just mm -hmm. assume they speak English, you know? Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's what I think also in Mexico too. Like if you try to speak Spanish, people are not going to be like making fun of you like, oh, gringo, like maybe a little bit, but I think they're yeah. going to be appreciative that you're like trying, you know, because mm -hmm. rather than just saying like being super American and like expecting mm -hmm. people to cater to you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. Yeah. It's better <laughs> if you try. Yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah, so. I can see that. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, if if you try, like, yourself, people appreciate it. But if you don't, like, I mean, I, don't, I, mean, I heard one of your episodes, you were mm -hmm. talking about, like, the situation with waitress and all that in there. Yeah, it's kind oh of hard. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah. And, you know, you can actually, because uh, in Mexico, you know, the service is good. Yeah. You know, like, kind of, I guess. Mm -hmm. But they will always look at you like how do your uh, how you look like you know how you're dressing what, what shoes are you wearing or whatever and if you and you look at you and then oh he's kind of white you know he probably has money yeah exactly because <laughs> like, I, I had a situation uh, last time I went to the airport and uh, uh, the airport in Tijuana you know they have uh, this restaurant and I ordered uh, food from this lady and she was just giving me attitude and everything I was like come on I'm just you know here to eat I'm gonna tip you I mean if you give me a good service yeah. And like you, you were talking about that and uh, your episode that, um, you know, most people here in the U.S., if they're uh, waiters or whatever, they depend on that uh, tip, you know, to make an income or to make mm -hmm. a living pretty much. Yeah. And, you know, in Germany, for what I heard from you, it's uh, some people are really rude, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it can be crazy. I mean, I yeah, I feel bad, like, making it look so bad, but it's it's not so bad here, but it really <clears> is different. Like, if you're from, mm -hmm. if, if you're coming from our situation, like, mm -hmm. being Latino, coming from California, like, everybody there, you know, they tend to always say the customer's always right, mm -hmm. and no matter what, like, they'll do what <laughs> you want. You, I've had people in my family or, like, friends of my family, one time, one of them put a hair into their food and was, like, trying to get yeah. it back. Yeah, exactly. Shady. <laughs> Shady. <laughs> So I was like, okay, uh, that's that's too much. But, you know, at least here, like, they could be a little bit more, you know, caring that you're there, like, pretending mm -hmm. that they even can, like, consider you, you know, your presence. <laughs> like, it's just yeah. so funny. But, but yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting trying to adjust to a new country for sure. And, and it's cool to hear yeah. about your experience. I mean, um, I'm sorry to hear that you went through, you know, that time of depression. Like, I hope it got mm -hmm. sort of better at this oh, point. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right, good. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious if how you sort of helped that out. Like, did you use um, any sort of hobbies <laughs> to get through that or, or making friends? Like, what was your experience like to sort of get through that time? Um, well, it was kind of because I, I stayed home for like a week without doing anything. Mm-hmm. But then the week after I, I um, start uh, high school. So that was good because I met a lot of people in there. Yeah. So... Um, but, but again, I couldn't really see them after school because, you know, they all live in, you know, different uh, apartments or whatever. And we were really far from each other. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, b- back then uh, I only, ha- you know, the only thing that I have to do is just walk. And it was like a 30 minute walk to go see my friend or whatever. Which uh, in Mexico, it was only like 10 minutes or like five minutes. Cause I used to live in front of my, one of my really good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I mean, I guess. One of the things that it really helped me is, uh, it's going to sound kind of funny, but uh, I had a lot of friends online, online, you know, so uh, my dad bought me an Xbox. <laughs> so, so I, I, you know, kind of catch up with those friends. So I was playing with them a lot. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I started to like going out, you know, going out a lot more with uh, my cousins that live here. And then, you know, it just kind of like, you know, went away, you know, I don't know, I don't really have an answer for that because i think i don't remember when was the last time that i actually felt bad about something when i felt you know sad or whatever because yeah. um, uh for me it was just to you know keep, uh, keep myself busy pretty much yeah i had to do something in order for not being um you know been thinking about anything um you know other than you know just stay busy mm-hmm. um but i don't know it's just i think it's just one of the things that uh, some people they feel kind of like depressed or whatever. Some of them, I uh, like in this quarantine, most of them, they're not doing any, like anything really. So mm-hmm. they only think, start thinking about their life and their problems. And that's how like it becomes a problem, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and, mm-hmm. So how is your situation? I mean, uh, are you keeping yourself together in this quarantine or how is yeah. it for you? I mean, I can totally relate to the video games thing. Like no shame in that. I've been uh, trying to, find what I can do with that yeah exactly (laughs) like you can play online with your friends and and that's what I've been doing sort of keeping in touch with people online through technology which you know thank goodness we have that um yeah yeah. but then besides that um trying to stay like trying to have some sort of fitness routine too because it just helps me to even if it's not intense like just going for a walk outside uh something like that and it's actually funny because um I had like I had several therapy sessions when I first moved here just to try to like get through it because I was feeling pretty down and like uncomfortable and I didn't know how Mm -hmm. to really address this and I also was unemployed so that was really hard yeah so it was like what do I do and it feels a lot like this time right now like she was uh, my therapist was always recommending like do something to keep your mind busy every day like whether whatever you like you know I like cooking so I would cook or bake something or going for a quick 10 minute walk even just outside to the grocery store like just doing anything to keep your mind busy will help with relieving anxiety so that's kind of what I used yeah (laughs) Yeah, I can can see that I feel kind of related to that because uh, as soon as you start doing something, you know, um, as soon as you know, you keep your, your head and everything else, like, concentrated and busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't really have time to, to think about that, you know? Yeah. Know. That's sure. kind of how I see it. Yeah. yeah. But, 
some other people don't really you know see that but I mean it's a different story (laughs) yeah exactly well and also like you know we sort of connected through Instagram right and you're an incredible photographer as I've seen so (laughs) yeah so I'm curious like how you how you started with that and also how that has been for you during the quarantine like how you've kept up with it uh it's funny because I mentioned it to you that um I also have a podcast Mm -hmm. um and uh I feel like I do a little bit of everything, but nothing at the same time. Because, <laughs> you know, I started doing the uh, photography thing as a hobby, you know. Um, uh, one of my friends that I used to work with, uh, he kind of, like, introduced me to the photography uh, stuff. Um, and, you know, I started taking pictures of small things, you know, like Legos and uh, the, the trees or whatever. And then Sydney, you know, the girl that, um, that you know, that we yeah. know. Um, uh, she asked me if I could take pictures of her, I, or I think I asked her if I could. I think I asked her if I could t- uh, could take uh, pictures of her, and she said yes. So uh, she was kind of like my first model, mm-hmm. and she kind of got me into like uh, more people, you know, more uh, friends of her, and so that's how I kind of like got into that kind of a field, I can say. And then um, it's been fun, you know. I, I get to meet a lot of people. Uh, most of the uh, girls that I have worked with, they're really talented, you know, they know what they're doing. Um, and even though it's not like their main uh, thing or main thing form or income or whatever, they really, uh, they really are into that. And it's been interesting, you know, I have some uh, uh, funny stories about, you know, some situations. I remember this time, uh, <laughs> I hope she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> yeah, spill the tea. <laughs> I, I, I did a photo shoot with this girl and um, uh, she uh, told me to go to this place. It was kind of far from where I live. It's like a 30 minute drive or something like that. And uh, so I, I stayed there and I was like, hey, you know, I'm here. You know, where are you? And she's like, oh, I'm like uh, 20 minutes behind or something like that. And I was like, oh, God damn it. You know, <laughs> now I have to wait for her. So I stayed there for like 30, 45 minutes or something like that. So she was like, oh, I'm sorry. So I'm late and whatever. And, and and she goes, oh, uh, this is my uh, friend's house. And I'm like, so this is not your place. <laughs> what are we doing here? You know, and whatever. So uh, uh, we got there. She started getting ready and everything. And so we got in, went into the, went into the rooms. And uh, we were going to take pictures in the bed, you know, kind of like, you know, whatever. And so the dad comes in. Uh, he's like, give me a second. So he grabs this like large, I think it was like a revolver out of the uh yeah <laughs> so i was like oh my god okay he grabbed it so he's like let me take this out of the way so he grabbed it uh, you know from his uh pillow and i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> so i was like you know i wish you just you know go somewhere else because like uh, the the house it was like brand new and uh i don't think the girl never been there before so i was like <laughs> you know we should just move to another room or whatever yeah and that and one time uh one girl called me uh racist i think because <laughs> okay. uh, she uh, she texted me and she was like, "Hey, you know what? Um, uh, I'd be down to shoot with you." And I was like, "All right, let's do it." But uh, there's a little thing for me that you have to. I mean, uh, we can agree on this. You know, if you're interested on in something, you have to keep up with it. You know. Yeah. Uh, let's say for this, um, I was really interested to collaborate with you, so I messaged you and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to, you know, keep in touch with the person. You know. Yeah. So I forgot about this girl. And a week or two go by, and then she texted me, and she's like, hey, can I ask you a question? I was like, yeah. 
So and she goes, uh, why aren't you so interested in, you know, shooting with me? And I was like, what do you mean? Uh, and she goes, well, um, I asked you if you wanted to do that shit. And I was like, well, I said, yes, you know, but I, I, I'm sorry. I forgot to, you know, get back to you. But uh, and she was like, well, you only seem interested to, interested to shoot with uh, people with light skin or whatever. And I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> And I was like, you, you don't really know me. You know, I'm brown. I, I'm not allowed to <laughs> yeah. be racist or anything, you know? If anything, you're the one who's been racist. I don't know. And uh, that type of situations. But, yeah. you know, I have... And right now I'm in a partnership with this um, underwear company or whatever. Uh, it's called uh, Booty Back. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah I'm, uh, I'm on I'm a partnership with them right now. And um, wow. I'm still... I'm just waiting for this you know, whole thing to happen so I can start shooting for them again. You know, they mm-hmm. send me their uh, underwear collection for a month, um, for the following month or whatever. So I just have to send them the pictures back and it's fun. You know, wow. I'm making some money out of it. So it's all right. <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's funny because I also like had no idea what you look like until I saw, I think one video highlight on your Instagram sort of shows yeah. your face, but I was like, oh my God, I wonder what, who is this person? You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I'm curious like why don't why don't you have that many like self-portraits or or anything like that have you have you taken any um pictures of yourself I guess or it's funny because you know um that uh the the profile that I have Mm -hmm. is just for uh to show like other people you know faces I feel like yeah it's like a portfolio right exactly yeah. yeah and I don't really have uh you know a personal account if you could say um Plus, I don't really have anything interesting to show, and and the only thing that is interesting right now in my life, you, I mean, I don't know if you've seen it. It's uh, my birds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the thing that that's I post great. about the most, you know. Yeah. And, um, so I don't know why I don't really post any, you know, pictures of myself. I don't. At the beginning, it was just like I don't want them to know how I look like. <laughs> so I see if I yeah. see them on the street, it's like, oh, all right, so that's you, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm really curious how that's been as well, like, um, because you're obviously a male, you know, and and women can be, especially in the modeling industry, there can be a lot of people that are like, you know, looking for that and not really genuine Mm -hmm. and not really actually being helpful for your career at Mm -hmm. all. So how have you approached that topic? And like, how have you found models besides just, you know, networking? If you approach someone new, like, how do you approach Mm -hmm. that, I guess? I feel like if you're a photographer, if you work with uh, girls, you have to be very respectful with the girl, you know. Um, you have to give them their space, you know. And especially if they're, you know you're shooting a bikini shoot or anything at the beach, you have to be very careful with what you're doing. Uh, I mean, you're not supposed to touch the girl at all, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I, I I've heard some stories of guys who actually they're actually really touchy and stuff. And I'm like, well, that's not my thing. And mm-hmm. if I ever you know approach a girl, I, it's always through DM, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, my name is Frank. I actually have this little like paragraph already. They just copy it and paste it, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't have to think of any, anything else. So yeah. Uh, well, uh, I just send it to them, and you know, sometimes uh, they will ask, you know, other girls that I have worked with how how I work with them, and you know, I don't really have any bad references. You know, I'm just like, you, you know, go ahead, call them. You know, you can text them. I, I, I uh, with some of them, I really have a really good relationship, you know, other than, you know, just uh, shooting with them. I, like mm-hmm. I said, I just try to be really, really respectful with everyone, you know, I don't, I just, that's, I'm just there to, to shoot and that's it. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's really good to know as well. I think it's just like important also for models, especially aspiring models who aren't like official mm. in the industry to know that. Mm. And, you know, especially in California, the climate is super competitive. Like it can be yeah, that industry yeah. is crazy. Like, I'm mm. curious how that's affected you because you're obviously making some income off of it, but it isn't like mm. your main income yet, right? Being a photographer. Yeah. Okay. But is that something you want in the future? Like, are you sort of working towards that? Oh, <laughs> like is it a, a kind of yeah but, yeah uh, not really because I know that it's really competitive and I know that there's a lot of people out there that are way better than than me you know and I'm really conscious about that so with every shoot I'm, I just try to be better you know and if it comes something out like you know the the, the partnership that I told you about mm-hmm. uh, I'll take it you know I'm, I'm not in a position that I can't really say like oh no I'm you know it's too famous or whatever which I'm not um but uh, like I said, I tried to do a little bit of everything. Uh, mm-hmm. At one point, I tried to do uh, YouTube with the same frame that I do podcasts. But I mean, like I said, he's in Mexico right now, so I can really do anything with him right now. And um, right now, <laughs> like a week ago, I started doing like live streaming with, you know, video games. So that's another thing. Mm. But I feel like it's kind of a problem because at some point I was doing DJing you know I was doing DJ for a little bit too wow really uh, yeah but I <laughs> that's feel like so I do cool. everything but nothing at the same time because like I started like doing that and then I stopped uh, and like you know and then I don't do it ever again you know yeah and I feel like that's kind of bad <laughs> you know, I mean I, I don't know I never you know finish it I'm I'm exactly the same. I don't know if you're Gemini too, but I'm a Gemini and I'm like totally all over the place. Like I, that's yeah. just kind of my thing. I try a lot of things and sometimes you drop it for a while, but sometimes you pick it back up again. It's the same thing with my YouTube. Like I'm trying to pick it back up again. Um, and if anything, this quarantine is a good time for you to like pick up those hobbies again and to like get mm-hmm. into it. And then going back to what you said about like, you know, like what I mentioned as well with it being so competitive, like I think it's okay to have that in the back of your mind, but it's Mm -hmm. also like you should know your worth too. That's something that Mm -hmm. I always tell my friends, like regardless of if you're not the best photographer, like most well-known person in the world, okay, Mm -hmm. but you've done a lot of great work and I think it's Mm -hmm. important to also keep that in mind like you are qualified more so than a lot of other people so I think that's that's what makes you stand out you know yeah so Mm -hmm. it's good to keep that in mind and to use it sort of as motivation because even if it doesn't end up being like your career as a photographer Mm -hmm. it's still something that you know you're clearly passionate about and Mm -hmm. that's something that you know you have to um I guess pursue when it comes to your your dreams like I feel like you shouldn't really work somewhere that you don't really enjoy working mm-hmm. um and like you know it shows when you really enjoy it as well like that's mm-hmm. something that I've I've noticed with doing this podcast and or like doing speaking events in general um so I actually work at Adidas and like mm-hmm. I recently before I was doing my internship there and before it ended um I actually did a speaking event which I was super afraid of doing Damn. but I did it anyway because I was like I need to push myself like Ooh, I, I need to do it no in English no not oh, in I was like, Damn. <laughs> no I'm not ready for that yet maybe maybe next time but they actually speak they actually speak English um at the headquarters here where we work so um so yeah so it was pretty cool you know and that's something like like all of these things you said, like getting this brand deal is huge. Like, you know, you got to ride that wave and until the next thing and like use it. And I think with Latinos too, it's like common for us not to be too proud or to want to speak too much 
about our achievements because it seems like you're a little bit overconfident or cocky, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really cool if you if you really voice that and show like, mm-hmm. hey, I got this grand deal. Like, hey, come at me with more offers, you know. <laughs> got to exactly. get that money somehow. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. You you know what uh, what's uh, funny? Well, coming from a Latino family, you know this type of stuff that we're doing right now. Uh, they don't see them as uh, something that it's going to give you like uh, an income or whatever, right. you know, totally. and and I'm still don't I haven't told my parents that I uh, do podcasting or uh, YouTube or whatever, because they feel like it will be like a not really like a waste of time. They'd be like, you know, do something else, you know, work and, you know, for the rest of your life and don't do anything that makes you happy because that's how we're, how they were raised. Mm. And um, it just. Uh, at least for you know that we that I don't know if you have the same problem that you had. Well, it wasn't. It's not really a problem, but it's just uh, um, kind of uncomfortable because they don't really see this as something that you know it can um, give you something. You know, like uh, for example, YouTubers. Let's say, yeah, um, they started from really small, but then some of them they're they're big now and they pay for you know their parents' houses or whatever. Yeah. They they don't really see that. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, they, totally. Like, no, you go and work at you know at a restaurant or whatever and you know just you have to go to school and all that and you 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 know that mm-hmm. if you go to school right now it's sometimes that's not even a requirement you know most of the youtubers are like 15 years old and they're they're all like set for life yeah and, exactly uh, but again they don't see that <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. they don't really give you the support well in my case uh, they don't really give you the support that you need but uh no, it was in my case as well, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Like, I also, growing up, was I wanted to do more creative things. Like, I mean, I was always pushed into sports. And, like, mm-hmm. I think that was more for my dad. He was like, you got to do sports. Your brother's all into sports. Come on. Mm-hmm. And I was the same as, like, you saying, like, trying mm-hmm. everything but letting it go. I tried ice skating, tennis, horseback riding, soccer, basketball, all, all the sports. <laughs> yeah, and I just mm-hmm. kept dropping out because I was like, mm-hmm. I don't like this. I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. I can't be the best. Why should I try? I think that's mm-hmm. the mentality. It's like... You know, if you can't be proud of what you're doing and like get something out of it, then why are you doing it? And and that shouldn't exactly. be the case. Like you should do mm-hmm. it because you if you really enjoy it, you should keep going with it. Like mm-hmm. regardless of what your parents say, because I also really wanted to go into like modeling or um, dancing. I love dancing. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to do that. But you have to start early on with that. And sometimes mm-hmm. you have to choose between a college career or that. And honestly, mm-hmm. I have to say from what I've seen lately, like you don't always need to have a degree to like be successful, exactly. mm-hmm. it, especially if you invest in it really hard early on in like photography mm-hmm. or dance or whatever. But then you have to really like <laughs> bust ass basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You got to like yeah. really put in, uh, ponete las pilas as we say, exactly. you know? Yeah. 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 If you don't do that, you're probably not going to stand out. And that's, that's mm-hmm. the hard reality. So always have a backup plan. That's also what I could say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because like you were saying, that's why, you know, photography is not really my main form of uh, income because I know that I have to work really, really hard. I have to probably, you know, shoot at least once a week so I can, you know, upload, you know, content every week, which is hard, you know, because sometimes my schedule doesn't work with the models and Mm. we can't really shoot or we end up shooting until the next week. And then I have like a few more shoots to do the week week before or whatever. And and it's just hard, you know. Like you said, you really, really have to work hard on you yeah. what you want to do. And if you don't, then it doesn't gonna really help you or anything. It's like I said with the uh, I, I was, you know, <laughs> it's just kind of funny. I, I was just doing DJing for a little bit, and I was doing okay. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, back then, back in 2008 or 2009, you know, it was really uh, common seeing, you know, all these like Facebook pages from DJs, uh, you know, yeah. and uh, they would, you know, uh, well, at least that's what I saw. Uh, they were, they would just play in um, clubs or whatever. And I was like, oh, one day I'll be there. I never really got to that point, but yeah, you know, I was like, yeah, one day I'll be there. But uh, I never really pushed that thing, re- you know, uh, a lot. So I just gave up on it because yeah. you know, I was like, no, nothing is going to come out, out of it, mm-hmm. you know. And with the photography, it's a little bit different, you know, because I'm still, you know, trying to shoot. But I, because of this quarantine thing, I just have to wait until this whole thing happens. And yeah. um, and the same thing, you know, with YouTube, it's on hold right now, but. Uh, it kind of sucks because um, I don't really like to be in front of the camera. My friend is the one who kind of pushed me to to do that. So I'm like, I don't really have uh, that, uh, you know, ability to talk in front of a camera. You know, I get shy or whatever. And I really, really want to do something with that YouTube channel, but it's uh, I just can't. You know, it just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't. I don't. I don't feel like I'm gonna do good. But uh, and you know. Live streaming, that's a new thing now. I don't know when I'm going to give up on that. <laughs> so, Are you using, like, Twitch, or what are you using for live streaming? Uh, well, I don't know if you noticed, but Facebook gaming is a thing now. Oh, really? No, I didn't yeah. know that. I haven't yeah, been on you... Facebook, because, honestly, it's, like, kind of dead for me lately. I'm not really uh, invested. You, yeah. You make me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just yeah, because yeah. I don't like having to, I don't know. There's. It can be kind of depressing, like, navigating the news feed with all the news. Oh, yeah. That's that's why. Like, for me, it's just, like, okay, I don't, I've, I've had enough. Like, I'd rather see people's images on Instagram, and even that is, like, exhausting, too. So, yeah. it's it's hard to cut back. Mm-hmm. But that's cool. There's, so, there's Facebook Live gaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. something like that. Facebook gaming or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. So, so I'm doing that for now. You know, I have like two or three viewers every hour. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I'm just going to come down, you know, keep on doing it. You know, yeah. one day someone is going to see it and they're going to share it. And then, you know, boom. I mean, yeah, and you can do that with gaming, like with YouTube as well. I mean, I know a lot of gamers that do that. They like put their whole video of their gaming online. And I think even my cousin's doing that. Yeah, there's a lot of people with that. I think with YouTube, like maybe it's not always just your face. Like that's something to keep in mind because I literally, um, people are going to think I'm super weird, but like I follow this channel that's about fish and like fish tanks. And like it's super interesting to me because it's relaxing. I like watching like how this guy he he's not in it whatsoever. I have no idea what he looks like. It's not even his voice. He just has music and even puts captions like for right. for for text. So you can just read the caption and that's what you see like he makes little jokes about his beta fish and he sets up the tank. <laughs> yeah, it's so lame, but it's actually really cool. Like I don't know, I love it. And so I think there's an audience for everything. That's something you can keep in mind. So if you want to oh, film yeah. your birds like there's probably people out there who would be so down to just watch your birds for a little while and like see what they're doing or how you set up the bird cage or whatever, you know, things like that are kind of cool. And mm-hmm. I don't know, YouTube is super flexible. And I think right now everyone's watching because of the quarantine. So yeah. you can set up whatever. Yeah. But if you think about it, everyone is trying to do it at the same time, you know, with this uh, I know, whole quarantine thing, everyone is trying uh, to get into modeling or uh, YouTubing <laughs> or become a singer. Like, yeah. You know, uh, true. And TikTok. You like, could use TikTok. Exactly. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I, I got on there actually late, like recently. Like I've been checking it lately, but like I put up two videos and I was like, okay, this is so lame. I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> it's so complicated actually. Like it's so intense. Yeah. Have you checked Doesn't it out? You, yeah, it's like uh, 
you know, rabbit hole, you know, once you yeah. go in there, it's like you can spend hours and hours just going through, you know, other people's uh, uh, pages. It's yeah. kind of like Vine, you know, the app. It no, was just like a six second. It was like six. Uh, oh, six, my, uh, oh six yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I f- almost forgot about that. <laughs> Come on, it's not really that bad. Yeah, mine was really... no. I know what it was. It's just uh, mm-hmm. I. I also avoided that one because I was like, oh my god, people are just on here trying to be funny and it's just fake. Mm-hmm. But there are some really funny people on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I'm not lying. I've I've been oh, yeah. like DMing it... friends nonstop about all these videos I found. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, like I said, uh, but I feel like once this you know whole quarantine thing it's over uh people it's gonna just give up on that you know and they're gonna keep on with their life uh but <clears throat> yeah it's just just funny there's a bunch of uh things that we can... you know what it's funny too that uh like you said if you keep putting your content out there you know you never know who's gonna listen to it um mm-hmm. like for example my my podcast at the end of the year on at least in spotify you get like a you know the statics or, or of your uh uh, of how you did in the in the year, and I, and I saw that a lot of people in Switzerland, you know, they were listening to my podcast. Oh, and I was like, yeah, I know. And it's in Spanish, right? <laughs> so, yeah, it's only Spanish. Weird. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So I was like, these people must be really, really desperate on content that you know they were just looking for whatever you know my podcast came up and, yeah. uh, which is I I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, people from like kind of like uh, I think. There were a few, a few from uh, Italy or something like that, and I was like kind of surprised because you know you never think of that something like that's ever gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so crazy how connected the world is right now. Like how everyone, I mean, anyone can see your stuff, and mm-hmm. it's scary, but it's also really cool because you know you feel like you're connected to somebody even in Switzerland. And actually, mm-hmm. like for me being in Germany, I've met so many Latinos over here, which has been really cool because I felt mm-hmm. like super. I mean, I can meet American people here, yeah, people who speak English, whatever, but mm-hmm. meeting Latinos, uh, it's just a better connection for me because I, I feel like I can identify with their struggle as well as feeling like an outsider mm-hmm. over here and being used to, mm-hmm. like, warm people and, you know, all this stuff that we have in common. So, yeah, it's just kind of cool to feel like you're connected, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's why, that's why, like, social media is so interesting. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm really grateful for, like, grateful for it because otherwise uh, i don't know i'd be crazy right now without it <laughs> to yeah. be honest because you know netflix you know and disney plus or whatever yeah, yeah they're, for they're sure really helping a lot yeah yeah and uh let me ask you something mm-hmm. are you ever like aren't you like fascinated for me i mean for example like um i used to work at a restaurant on you know most of the cooks here at least they're they're mexican so uh every now and then i used to uh, listen to their stories of uh, how they got you know where you know how they got to the u.s uh for example yeah. uh you know some of them you know they're crossed illegally mm-hmm. and it's just um uh, amazed amazing of uh, how they make it through the border without like really um being detected or whatever uh, and yeah. i just find that really amazing you know because some of them are really hard workers especially this guy because uh, uh he told me that he had a really tough uh childhood uh back in uh Mexico and then he grew up as soon as he he was like 14 or 15 uh, he came into America and then he started working you know really hard and now he has you know his green card and he's working for towards his um, citizenship so like people like that I really find really interesting you know because that's the example that we should uh, you know look at no you know like the cholos and all that that, I don't know how they uh, yeah it's just I don't know 
like yeah. in, in your case in Germany, like have you ever you know talked to like a Latino person and asking, so how do you end up here? <laughs> Or yeah. Like Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of uh, my friends that are Latinos here, some of them, like in one case, one of my friends, um, their husband is German. So they came over here after living actually in Mexico together um, for a long time. They He ended up wanting to work over here. So they ended up moving over here. Um, another case, my friend, uh, she... I think her sister was living over here and she's from Mexico too. And um, yeah, she just wanted to come here because she heard about like the education system being so good and also affordable. So that's another reason why people come here. Um, and same thing with my other friend. I have an episode coming up uh, with my friend Daniela. She's from El Salvador and she actually went to a German school in El Salvador, which is insane. Damn. Uh, so yeah. So yeah, that episode actually will be posted before this one. So that's pretty cool. You know, it's it's amazing. Like she learned German in El Salvador and then she was like, well, why would I stay here? Like I want to go to Germany. I learned all about it. Like why not? Mm -hmm. So it's super random, I guess, to end up here. You know, I didn't mm -hmm. think I'd end up here either. I, I could have taken Me German. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like, you know, I could have stayed yeah, exactly. in Mexico and done something else, but no. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's it's interesting to hear that, and I feel like it's very um, like accepting too here. As as uh, weird as that might sound, like a lot of people might think Germans are racist, considering the history, but actually they're super accepting and and open people. <laughs> um, and also, like there's so much more diversity here than you'd think. Mm -hmm. Like I did not think there would be any brown people here. <laughs> I was like, no, they're <laughs> just gonna be all blonde, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but there's mm -hmm. a huge Turkish population here. Um, there's like a lot of different Europeans here and then also I was surprised to see like a lot of Latinos here so I mean it's pretty cool and it's a big contrast to our situation in the U.S. Mm -hmm. which is really disappointing that people don't um, acknowledge the struggle that people are going through when they immigrate mm -hmm. illegally like okay it's illegal but also like you don't understand where that person's coming from their exactly. struggle or they could also be migrants who have come from like you know, violence and just chaos in their own countries in the South. And it's just, you know, it's nice in Germany that uh, that Merkel was very accepting to the people mm -hmm. immigrating here because you just have to be refugees. Like, you have to help out somehow. Mm -hmm. You know, we've had a lot of interesting history with that in the U.S. But yeah, but yeah. yeah. but going back to that story, like, you know, I grew up hearing my mom's story because um, I think you know, she also immigrated illegally um, at first because her, I mean, it wasn't even her choice. Like sometimes you go with your parents and that's it. So her dad came over, my grandfather, he was looking for work and found a job and as an engineer too, not like just something that people think all Mexicans do, you know? And yeah, <laughs> and, yeah and so my mom went to high school there, but she faced so much racism. Like people, um, like I think she got jumped uh, when she was riding her bike home from school one time, like she many times by like skinheads, by white supremacists. Oh, so yeah, so I mean, <laughs> and she's not like, she's white passing, like she just because mm. of her accent, you know, and everything, they probably knew her from school and like could tell she was foreign. But you know, it's like, it doesn't matter how your skin color is, like you don't think that uh, you just get away with it just because you look white or something. Like if you're an immigrant, it's really crazy how, how terrible some people can act so yeah it's, it's sad but I mean at least let's hope things are changing and at least here in Germany like I think it's a lot better so that's why I recommend anyone who's interested to come check it out out here because mm -hmm. it's a great country and it's very affordable so yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> no, yeah but here on the other hand we're still having you know trouble with um yeah yeah I think racism you know mm -hmm. some people are still you know living in the freaking I don't know 50s or something where 
iPad, which is which is still fine, amazing. <laughs> but you know, especially I feel like with this uh, uh, president, uh, the, he gave them a voice. You know, the mm -hmm. voice that they didn't have, and they, they, he kind of gave them the right to like say whatever they were thinking. You know, and mm -hmm. exactly. which I don't really, I don't know. It just it was just hard. You know, you know when the whole election happened. I, I saw like um, I was working back then at the restaurant. And I saw how uh, a lot of people got upset because he won the elections. And I was like, you know, you just have to, you know, it's life. You know, you can really yeah. stop doing what you're doing. You know, you just keep doing your thing. You know, you, you don't don't let anything. I mean, don't let that affect you unless you know something happens to you. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. It, it was just weird. It was it was kind of um, um, I don't know. Weird seeing everyone, everyone's reactions. You know, with him winning and. Yeah. Oh, everyone is looking at him right now because, uh, you know, everyone is expecting their check from him, you know. Because I know, of the whole that's thing. crazy. Are you getting one too? I, d I heard uh, about this and I'm like, what? Yeah, but I'm, I'm not really, you know, looking forward to it because, like, uh, I feel like if I see that money in my account, I'm just going to be like, you know what, I'm going to take a week off. <laughs> so, yeah. But I'm just uh, thinking about that money like it doesn't really exist because, mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people, it's not really getting it and they're already freaking out, you know. Yeah, and, um, that's why, uh, and actually, that's why I really like the, uh, to do the work that I do because I work outside. I don't really have contact with people, you know, mm -hmm. so I can still keep on doing uh, my work without any problems. Um, yeah, but that check man that's like messing with people's head. Yeah, I know real. it's interesting yeah. for sure. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how that plays out. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, how is uh, your family? If if uh, you have family still in Mexico, right? Yeah. Um, how are they my, doing with the quarantine? Um, they're doing all right. No. Yeah. Um, the thing in Mexico, I don't know if you've seen any of that. It's that uh, people aren't really following the rules over there. You know, yeah, there, is there a quarantine right now? Because I know it's, yeah, it's spreading down there. Okay. There is a quarantine, but mm -hmm. um, I mean, people still doing their thing, you know, uh, like nothing happens. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's people still uh, going to to the um, street markets, you know, mm -hmm. the <laughs> and, Yeah. Uh, and they're not even supposed to be there in the first place because, I mean, everyone is supposed to be in quarantine right now. Uh, and, um, and there's been a lot of, uh, you know, uh, firing people and stuff like that. So uh, I feel like Mexico is really going to take a, a really good hit because, like, people aren't really listening to the um, to the news or to the people do, who actually know what's going on. And uh, yeah. some of them are blaming, you know, the doctors or whatever. But in some hospitals, they don't really have, uh, like, face masks or any of the equipment that they're supposed to have to, to battle this thing. And now... Uh, it's just hard. It's just a whole different world, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know how the thing in uh, uh, in Germany how 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 they're taking the the, the whole uh, coronavirus thing. Well, if there's one thing about Germans is that they follow the rules to a T. So right. <laughs> everyone mm -hmm. out here is like really strict, really following mm -hmm. it. It's super funny because I went to the grocery store the other day and like this woman was standing so far away she was an older woman and I was like feeling I felt like I smelled or something you know like because yeah. I understand like she's yeah I was like I understand like we're trying to have social distancing but she was really following it she was like almost on the other side of the store <laughs> I was like okay lady I'm leaving like don't worry but it was funny because I I don't know I felt like weird about it it's such a weird situation like people are are trying to avoid each other and it's complicated, like, even with our friendships that I have out here, like, uh, my boyfriend and my 
my boyfriend and I have a lot of friends uh, with our neighbors, actually. Mm-hmm. So that's tough because they live right there, you know, they want to spend yeah. some time. So, yeah, it's kind of some of them want to hang out and it's like, yeah, we probably shouldn't because I don't I don't know where you've been and I, you don't know where I've been. Like, maybe we should watch out. But, you know, it's fine here and there, like, to say hello or whatever. Like, you know, it's it's a little bit trying to, like, balance, I guess. I mean, I guess over there mm-hmm. it's it's the same. Like, at least in Cali, like you said, people don't walk around as much. So mm-hmm. everyone has their car usually. Mm-hmm. So you're just in your bubble anyway. That's one yeah. thing I miss is driving and having my car. It's yeah. hard. Well, here at least uh, it was, I don't know if you saw that, they had to close down the beaches and all the parks and everything because, you know, yeah, a lot that's of people were. I know. Yeah. A lot of people were taking this as if it was a vacation, and it really isn't, you know. The same thing in Mexico. A lot of people were traveling to the, the main, you know, touristic uh, places. And oh, yeah, because like, no, th- yeah, exactly. They were like, no, this is not a vacation, you know, this is a pandemic, and we can all die if we don't follow the rules. But they didn't care, and they mm-hmm. had to call the bitches as well. And, you know, there was police and everything, cause, and even the army was there to, like, be, you know, like, get the hell out of here, go back yeah. home. And, um, it's just a different, you know, if you look at it, it's just a, a huge contrast, you know. I mean, Germany, they're actually following the rules. Mm-hmm. Here, some people are still doing stupid things. But in Mexico, it's like a whole, you know, shit show. I'm sorry for the word, yeah. but yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's. Um, I feel like it's going to be a lot like Italy, unfortunately, because that's a very similar culture. And like, sadly, a lot of, um, a lot of Mexicanos live with their, you know, their um, mother or, or even grandparents. And that's really mm-hmm. dangerous, like, because if you're outside and you have your abuela mm-hmm. at home, like, what's going to happen? You know, you exactly. can't really, you got to watch out, like it spreads like crazy. And, and that, I think misinformation is the hardest thing. So mm-hmm. it's important, like, to know that it can go through the air like especially mm-hmm. it can be passed through um oh, like yeah. streets, whatever <laughs> mm-hmm. that's the thing like you forget but just mainly if anything just don't touch your face <laughs> that's kind yeah, of like, yeah, the thing exactly. like just trying to wash your hands don't touch your face yeah. i guess that's the only thing we can do so that you have to in order to just try to don't go crazy don't, don't go crazy because you know there's a lot of like you said there's a lot of uh, misinformation out mm. there and especially you know i don't know I don't know if you were in this situation, but <clears throat> at the beginning, you know, I used to get a lot of uh, messages from my tia saying, you know, oh, this is all a, uh, a thing from the government. And, yeah, you know, I've I heard that. And I was like, well, <laughs> if it is, if it is or not, you know, I'm still going to be taking care of myself. You know, I'm going to, yeah. I'm not going to expose out there. And mm-hmm. I feel like it, there's a lot of uh, ignorance as well, because um, I saw this like like uh, little clip on Facebook of this lady who was uh, really 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 upset because they didn't uh, let it uh, let her uh, go into the beach or whatever, and she's like, "Well, we're all gonna die at some point, you know. <laughs> like, but yeah. it doesn't have to do anything with you, you know. You have to uh, go home so you, uh, we don't spread this, uh, you know, any anymore. Um, so it doesn't become a uh, big problem. But I feel like it already is and. And I, I've heard about really bad situations over there, you know, people being really mean with, uh, you know, with all the um, uh, health, you know, um, people, especially with nurses, doctors, you know, and yeah. uh, it's just, uh, it's just different. It's just a whole contrast of, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's just hard, but, you know. Going back to the topic, my family is my family is doing okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
I mean, that's, yeah, that's good. Let's hope that they follow it. Let's hope everybody starts to, you know, realize that this is real and, and that way we can get over this because at least let's hope that's the last of the spread and it's just done mm-hmm. by next year because, yeah, I think Latin America is like sort of the last place where it's going now and, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe Australia too. I don't know, but let's just hope it's over by then, by next year. Hopefully, I'm ready. I'm ready to travel. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's you know done by Christmas or whatever. You know, before Christmas, yeah. I just, you know. Oh, uh, I I'm hope already, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm already used to not going outside, so I'm okay with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, um, you get to the point where you're just like tired of you know laying on the couch and you just want to yeah. go and then to save a little and uh, you know uh, a walk it doesn't really cut it for you anymore you just want to go to the beach even though i hate the beach in my case <laughs> i just want to go and feel the breeze but yeah it doesn't, exactly yeah. switching gears a little bit I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and go into the closing question and right. uh, finish up the podcast because we are good. almost at an hour <laughs> nice. so yeah great so um a little more positive note i'm curious what is the best thing that's happened to you in the last week <laughs> That's a good question. Um, think of anything. <laughs> how about a month? <laughs> a month, yeah, or, that's yeah, fine. Or a couple months, because I can't remember. Or the last thing you can remember. <laughs> a good hap- a good thing happening to me. Um, I think it was the whole like partnership that I told you about, because um, yeah, uh, they made me feel kind of a special, you know. <laughs> yeah, congrats! That's super. That's super exciting. Because they actually reach out to me. Mm-hmm. And um, that makes you feel good somehow. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's a good thing, you know. Yeah. That's I mean, I always cool. want to remember, yeah, for, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But other than that, you know, everything has been really uh, repetitive and, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you wake up, you go to work, you come back, you eat, you go to sleep. That's it. That's yeah. how, like, everything has been for the last couple of weeks. I know. How about I you? Mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, for me... Uh, I mean, I have, I don't know if it was in the last week, but I would say like doing, doing this like has Mm -hmm. been amazing having this podcast going because it's something that keeps me busy and it's something Mm -hmm. I've wanted to try. So like, I think definitely getting this out there, having the attention that it's getting. Mm -hmm. And then also, um, like I mentioned, I work, I worked at Adidas. I had an internship and now I actually got hired officially, which is epic because of this quarantine. It's like crazy. So Yeah. yeah. So I'm going back to my team, which is actually super exciting. And and I'm really excited to work because it's hard not having a job in this time. So besides that, it's it's been cool to get into this like creative stuff lately and also to meet new people. I think it's really cool that I get to meet you like mm-hmm. digitally, I guess. Not yeah, physically, we're, but, and we, it's yeah. funny because, you know, we're on the other side of the world pretty much. I know. That's pretty cool. It's been interesting. <laughs> And also, like, how do you how do you get out of that, by the way? Because you mentioned, like, you always pick things up and then drop them. Like, what made you stick to photography, actually? And, and how do you um, get out of like, feeling down when you're not feeling creative, I guess? Uh, I feel like it was more like uh, people kind of, like, pushing me to do it. Because, mm-hmm. uh, um, okay, let's say I have a shoot this week, you know? And mm-hmm. and then another one came out in the same week. And, you know, some sometimes people DM me. And they're like, you know what? Yeah, I want to work with you or whatever. And that's something that it makes me feel good, you know. When when some yeah. someone else is telling you that you're doing good or uh, they like what you're what you're doing, um, it makes you feel like you can go uh, even you know further than you think. You know, you mm-hmm. can keep pushing yourself. That's uh, people sometimes you know helps a lot. Yeah. And, um, 
that's why I'm, I'm I keep on doing. It. I'm uh, like you said, I have people waiting for me or waiting for this whole thing to happen so we, I can show with them. Mm-hmm. And um, and I don't know. And, and plus, I like it. You know, I like to like you said, I like to meet meet new people. You know, I like to um, hear different thoughts from different situations. You know, yeah. and, um, <clears throat> and that's what I like about uh, about this. Uh, that's why I keep on doing it. You know, that's why I'm still waiting for this whole thing to happen so mm-hmm. i can go back in there and start doing you know my thing and uh and yeah that's why I, that's why i'm I, I stick with photography i think <laughs> yeah i mean you should be proud of yourself it's really cool mm-hmm. to stick to like something creative as hard as it can be because mm-hmm. you feel like uh people are so good and that you see the follower counts of other people or you see like somebody's getting recognition and you haven't gotten as much recognition like mm-hmm. i think uh, one of the best pieces of advice I heard, I forgot who it was from, but it's like, you, you should stay in your own lane. Like don't compare with mm-hmm. other people because oh, yeah. you can never, yeah, you can never live their life or be them, like be yourself and mm-hmm. be the best version of yourself that you can be as corny as that is. Like mm-hmm. just do the best in your lane and you will see, like you'll get the recognition. So mm-hmm. you just have to continue with it as hard as it is right now. But I mean, this is going to pass and people are just going to forget it right away and we'll be back to all of our crap again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah but that's what I mean like everybody um at least right now is like getting to realize that the situation is real that everybody's on pause and appreciating like you know being able to be a photographer and go outside so super cool yeah, yeah. well um thank you so much for having me girl yeah of course and, uh, I'm really glad we connected before, yeah oh, I'm sorry no, uh, let ahead. me ask you something before uh, it's kind of a question I always ask, ask this to um everyone that I shoot with uh uh, it's not related to everything that we talked about, but uh, what, do you think, what do you think happens after we um, die? After we die? Oh, yeah. my gosh. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not super, like, you know, my family is pretty Catholic. I'm not really religious, but mm-hmm. I definitely don't think it just ends. I've actually had this discussion a lot with my college roommates yeah. when I was uh, doing my bachelor's, mm-hmm. and they're, they're scientists, so they're always like, oh, my gosh. Uh, nothing happens you know we're just here and that's it it's like whatever just over Mm -hmm. and I don't really believe that so I'm like hoping that there's something else afterwards I'm hoping that we get to at least see the people that we love again you know Mm -hmm. because like we have Dia de los Muertos in Mexico and like I always celebrate that holiday that's like a super important holiday to me I like to believe that you know their spirit or whatever is still around and that I can you know do something nice to remember them at least Mm -hmm. you know regardless of where they are at least I'll remember Mm -hmm. them that day so yeah for me it's like I just hope that no matter what happens to me that somebody mm-hmm. remembers me and that there's, mm-hmm. you know, that, that continues. And yeah, I, I definitely believe that, you know, there's, there's a soul at least. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So did you cry with uh, Coco? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. I can't even, yeah, no, I can't even watch that without crying. It's so hard. Yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They did, they did a really, they did a pretty good job with that movie. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. And soon you'll be on my podcast. So yes, everybody, everyone, look out for know, his podcast. What's it called? And also your Instagram. I'm, I'm not going to say it. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's called uh, uh, Los Inexpertos, you okay. know, with uh, with uh, Frank Marcet and uh, Ivan R.C. Uh, okay. It's R.C., but, you know, since it's in English, you know, let's give him a little. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, I'll make it uh, hello, too. Yeah, yeah. thank you. And uh, follow me on Instagram as uh, Frank Marcet. It's uh, Frank and then M-I-R-C-E-D. Yeah, there you go. Marcet, yeah. And uh, yeah. All right, girl. Thank you so much.
Follow me on Instagram by searching for at GeoMonreal and check out my blog on GeoMonreal.com. Want to be on the next episode? Send an email to lifeisatrippodcast at gmail.com. Music from purpleplanet.com. 